0: Welcome to Knack News. I'm Anthony.
1: And I'm Alex. My first story today is food news. This is from businessinsider.com and the headline is Papa John's ex-CEO and founder announces New Year's resolution to eat 50 pizzas in 30 days. Didn't he How do you just, feel about
0: it? Didn't he just do something like this not that long ago where he uh-huh. ate like a bunch of pizza? He the...
1: ate 40 pizzas in 30 days.
0: So his resolution is to eat 10 more in that same period of yeah. time. What's yeah. wrong with him?
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's my reaction too. I'm like, what, what's wrong with this person?
0: Yeah. That's not a good goal. Well,
1: he's kind of not a good person, yeah. I've heard. Yeah. And I've also
0: gotten that impression.
1: Also, and like, I think he's just trying to get attention. Mm. So... That's what this is.
0: Gotcha. Um, I'll let you continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, he announced this on Instagram this week. And uh, it's all over the news because that's what the news is today. Um, <laughs> and he posted a picture of himself. He was not super sweaty in the photo. That's Like good. he was in the, in the interview yeah. when he had originally announced that he had eaten 40 pizzas in 30 days which is disgusting. Yeah. Um, oh
0: god, it's so much.
1: And uh yeah, and part of the reason he's doing this is because he basically had to step down as CEO of Papa John's and now he's slamming the company for a uh declining quality of their pizzas without so, him.
0: So these 50 so. pizzas are they going to be Papa John's pizzas?
1: Yeah. I think. Yeah.
0: So they're they're worse, but he's eating more of them.
1: Yeah. So the first time he did it to prove that they were worse, uh-huh. for some reason he needed to eat... 40. Yeah, in like, 30 days I guess to needed, prove that.
0: I guess he was trying to have a good sample size. Like it wasn't just, oh, this one pizza was worse, so okay. it was a fluke.
1: Which, he's, like a, he's a good science. He's a, okay, that was probably part of the motivation. Let's not, throw, good around, science. Let's not okay. throw around
0: the word good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Part of his motivations include um, trying to be as statistically accurate as possible. That's,
0: I'm sure that's it, um, and it's not just him being incredibly petty.
1: Right. Um, and then he got a lot of, like, media attention for that, and now he's like, oh, I want more media attention. But so what now he's going to eat 50 pizzas. What does that
0: do for him? Like, he just he's in the news for a little bit, and what?
1: That's all it does for him. That's it's what it does. Just, you know, any... I already... I, Any press is good press.
0: Maybe 2021 will be a good year, but I'm already writing off 2020.
1: (laughs) Well, he technically announced this before it was officially 2020, so Ah. maybe it could be part of last year and it doesn't have to tarnish this year yet.
0: Yeah, I'll just pretend that's the case. Okay. My first story is Space News. This is from National Geographic. A giant star is acting strange, and astronomers are buzzing. That's National Geographic's attempt at a clickbait headline, I guess. Uh, Okay. (laughs) The giant red star Betelgeuse, the right shoulder of the Orion constellation, is the dimmest it's been in almost a century. Hmm. Normally, Betelgeuse is among the 10 brightest stars in the sky. However, the red giant began dimming in October, and by mid-December, the star had faded so much it wasn't even in the top 20. Weird. So it really is starting to dim. Um, It's unusual for one of the sky's most prominent points of light to fade so noticeably, prompting scientists to consider the possibility that something more exciting could be about to happen. Betelgeuse might explode and die. (laughs) Briefly uh, blazing brighter than the full moon Before vanishing from our night sky forever So they think that the dimming is a sign That it's about to go supernova
1: Whoa. And by about
0: to we mean in
1: oh, yeah. what is...
0: Astronomical terms I'll I'll get to it okay. in a second um, Huge red stars like Betelgeuse Live fast and die violently <laughs> That's a very oh, God. visceral description of this star Exploding in stellar events called supernova that are visible across vast distances. So while Betelgeuse is a relatively young star at only about 8.5 million years old, astronomers know that it is nearing the end of its life. Uh, It's also relatively close to our solar system in cosmic terms, estimated to be in the neighborhood of 600 light years away. Very far, but still... Mm -hmm. Relatively close. So when this star detonates, the explosion will be bright enough to cast shadows on Earth at night, kind of like a full moon, and will be visible during the day for a few months at least.
1: Oh, wow. Like, it's going
0: to be very visible for us. Um, Unfortunately, it's probably not going to happen in our lifetimes. Uh, Recent studies suggest that the star will most likely explode within the next million years, (laughs) and perhaps as soon as 100,000 years from now. (laughs) Ah, okay. Still technically a little ways off, but the article also speculates, or maybe it's already exploded and we have not yet seen it happen. Um, which probably, right. uh, since it takes light from the star about 600 years to reach us. Um, we're actually observing the star as it was 600 years ago. Yep. So if we do see it detonate in our sky anytime soon, that means the star actually exploded sometime during the Middle Ages (laughs) and light (laughs) from the blast is just reaching Earth. But we don't really have any idea when it will explode. But scientists are excited because this is like one of the first times they've gotten to maybe observe a star as it was dying.
1: Yeah. So
0: it's cool stuff. That's
1: cool. I wonder why it dims. Or, like why it would dim before yeah,
0: I'm not that sure happens they didn't really explain that, like apparently, the star also periodically gets dimmer and then brighter again, but like not to mm. this extent, and mm. for this length of time, so interesting, um, yeah,
1: also i I don't know why, but I enjoy thinking about the fact that all of the stars are like like the what we're seeing is actually not even
0: it's like reality. From the distant past that we're actually yeah. seeing, yeah, yeah. It's cool stuff.
1: It's just kind of cool to think about that, like,
0: like yeah, Beetlejuice is six hundred, but like, there's you know, plenty of visible stars that I think are even further than that, which means we're seeing things from like right. hundreds of thousands of years ago, probably.
1: Yeah, and it's like, oh, you see that speck right there? That thing might not even exist anymore,
0: right? But you can still <laughs> see it
1: over here. Isn't that weird to think about? Yeah,
0: it, it it's, it's, it's brain bendy. That's it's for like sure. a ghost. <laughs> yeah. It is like a ghost.
1: Its aura is still here, <laughs> but it might not be here anymore. I oh.
0: It's almost sad.
1: Okay, my next story is health news. This is from The Independent. The headline is, Vaccine for Dementia to Enter Human Trials After Successful Tests on Mice. Oh. So this is another... A lot of people are doing work with Alzheimer's and dementia, and this is just one faction of it. I guess a group of researchers in Australia um, are looking at actually a vaccine. So I will talk about it now. It's one of
0: those things where you're like, I didn't even realize you could vaccinate against that. But
1: Right, but that's what okay. they're investigating, right? <laughs> um, okay, so it's a vaccine desi- designed to prevent dementia. Um, it's been successfully tested in mice, and now it's been approved to enter human trials. Um, If the treatment is proven to work safely on people, it could be available within a decade, according to the researchers. The revelation published in the journal Alzheimer's Research and Therapy comes after 20 years of research backed by the U.S. government and largely carried out in Australia. So they've been working on it for 20 years already. Mm -hmm. Um, The treatment, a combination of two different drugs, is set to work by targeting and then removing the brain plaque and nanofiber tangles, which lead to cognitive decline and memory failure. It could also potentially prevent Alzheimer's in people who are predisposed to the disease. It is said to be unlike anything currently available because the most medicines have achieved so far is to reduce symptoms rather than targeting the specific problems affecting the brain. One of the researchers is optimistic that human trials will have started within 20 months from now, but drugs have gotten to this stage in the past and failed, so there's no guarantee that this one will sure. you know, pass that phase or anything, but...
0: That's a still a really it's, cool development.
1: Yeah, it's cool.
0: This might be a dumb question: Is a vaccine just anything that prevents a disease? I always thought for some reason it was specific to things caused by viruses.
1: Uh, that is a really good question.
0: Like I thought, vaccine specifically meant like an attenuated virus that was like used to prevent viral infections. But it seems like we're um, using but we're like using it for that, and then there's like,
1: yeah, I don't. See, I feel y- like there's been other to, be to that. There's,
0: I feel like there's other things they've been calling vaccines too that aren't necessarily caused by viruses, and I don't know.
1: Um, I have never thought about it like contained in th- that kind of limitation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never thought about this question, so I don't know. But it seems I mean, natural if they're for calling this to it a vaccine, a vaccine.
0: I trust them. Like I, I think just yeah. I just I guess I'd never. I always assumed that was it had a more specific definition than that. Anyway.
1: Yeah. no, that's interesting. No, but I think we could use it as like anything that's preventative mm-hmm. of or some type of injection of a drug or something that's preventative for something else. I Makes guess. sense.
0: Yeah. It's really cool though. I
1: mean, yeah, it's cool. It's it's interesting that uh, I don't know like the the drugs that are available now, I don't really know like what they even do because it's been known for a while that these like, proteins and plaques and stuff in your brain is, like, very, very likely what actually causes these things. And so mm-hmm. you'd so what think they there'd doing... be more stuff that is yeah, targeting that. Yeah, like, what are they that. doing
0: now to reduce symptoms if not targeting that stuff?
1: Yeah, that's my question. I was confused by that, what it said in the article, that the researchers made that argument that, like, the medications now aren't targeting that stuff. But this would be, mm. um... But I don't know. Like other stuff I've read about, seems to be targeting that stuff too. So I, I don't. It's a little bit like I don't know. I, th- I think there is a lot of overlap with all the research that is going on. It's just uh, this one. They're they're kind of uh, framing it like it's a vaccine instead of um, like it doesn't have to be administered after you already have symptoms, basically. Okay. So. All right. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and if it sounds like it's on track to be available before we'll have to worry about dementia. So.
1: Yeah, if it crossed. gets through the human trials.
0: Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers
1: crossed. That would be very good.
0: <laughs> My next story is technology news. This is from The Verge. Uh, Samsung and LG go head-to-head with AI-powered fridges that recognize food.
1: Whoa.
0: I don't know this the smart fridge technology has been around for a few years now but it's still just such a weird idea to i i don't
1: well what does it do
0: i will i guess i'll tell you what it does <laughs> um this, this article says get ready for a smart fridge showdown at CES 2020 because Samsung and LG will both be unveiling fridges with added artificial intelligence capabilities this year um Samsung's latest edition of its family hub refrigerator and LG's second-generation InstaView Think fridge both tout AI-equipped cameras that they claim can identify food. Uh, the idea is that cameras can scan what's inside and let users know what items they're short on, and even make meal suggestions based on the ingredients that they still have. Though so the article did speculate, and I agree, like, how will it identify something? like in a Tupperware, like leftovers or something. It, it
1: won't right. be like able a, a, to do that. There wouldn't be no any way. way for
0: it to be able to tell that. Anyway, um, Samsung's Family Hub smart fridge was first unveiled at CES 2016. So it's actually been around for a couple of years now. Do you know anybody that has one of these things? No. Yeah, it just seems like such an unnecessary luxury. Um, the latest edition adds software upgrades to enable AI image recognition in its view inside cameras. Which is just a camera that points into the fridge and shows you on a screen what you have in the fridge. So you don't don't have to open the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, you can also also
0: pull it up on your phone, I guess. So if you're at the grocery store, you could see what's in there. Okay, I guess that's useful. Which seems like it could be useful. Like, do I have eggs?
1: Yeah, I do. do. (laughs) (laughs) How many cameras are in it? I don't know. It can't be just one. There's no right. way that would There's, see everything. It wouldn't,
0: yeah, you wouldn't be able to get the whole field of it. And then
1: you have like drawers too, right? Like right. how does it see what's in there? It's a valid question. You have, like a fruit drawer? How does it see that?
0: Yeah. Get that camera right in there. Am I out of apples? No. <laughs> I got apples. <laughs> <laughs> uh additionally, the huge built-in touch screen that can be used as a virtual bulletin board can now support video clips. As well as mirror content from Samsung TVs and phones so you can watch videos on your fridge, I guess.
1: Like what who why do you need I mean I guess who is this the, for <laughs> who is this for it's just people that have money to burn and like new gadgets. That's what it's for.
0: Like it seems like mean, it'd be cool to show off, but that's right. literally the end of it's like I, I, I don't you see You have how people it's that over
1: useful. and you're like, Oh look at this cool fridge that I bought and then yeah. that's it. Also, now if let's you're move one of those, on to another activity. <laughs> If you're one of those people that likes to have like a little TV in your kitchen. Yeah. I know some people have that cuz you can like watch the news or something while you're like cooking or whatever. Right. Maybe you would use it for something like that?
0: Maybe. It's also like a vertically oriented like it's like the shape of a phone screen, so I feel like it's kind of limited as far as like being a television. It's
1: not It's not oriented like a TV, like a TV. would be. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, there goes that idea. <laughs>
0: It's a good idea. Uh, uh, meanwhile, LG is showing off two models of its InstaView fridges, both of which feature a 22-inch display that can turn transparent to let users see what's inside their fridge without opening the door. So this is like the Samsung, except instead of a camera, you can just see through the screen <laughs> into your fridge.
1: That's seems- so unnecessary. Like, are people worried about like I don't know. the stuff getting? it's like not in like a co- couple it, of like, seconds
0: when you open the door that it just like, just, why I mean, would you need, this isn't a problem that we have, like we've had for just for a long time. Um, <laughs> so one of the models is the AI equipped InstaView Think, And then there's also, and I, I don't know if this one's also AI equipped or not. It wasn't clear from the article, the InstaView with craft ice, which makes fancy two inch spherical ice balls, like for its, from its ice dispenser which apparently melts slower than regular ice cubes. It just feels like they're really gr- reaching with like, making these fridges unique in very strange, stupid ways.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Just There's something calming about an ice ball instead of a cube, wouldn't you say?
0: <laughs> I mean, I will say it looks pretty cool, like from the picture of it, but... But also, do I need... Um, they also speculate these will be between forty five and hundred and six thousand dollars, which a
1: hundred thousand dollars
0: no no forty five hundred and and six hundred or
1: sorry, wait a minute <laughs> what is the range forty five
0: hundred dollars to six thousand dollars oh, sorry, I, I thought don't.
1: for some reason, I thought you said a hundred thousand dollars now I was about to be like, what? <laughs>
0: Which would also be way too much.
1: <laughs> That's too much. But like,
0: there's the, there's the ice spheres, which look cool. But oh, again, I don't need. Yeah, those need, look
1: nice. But I like, don't need what? a
0: new multi-thousand-dollar fridge to have those.
1: Is the the one with the, like where you can see into the fridge when the door is closed? Can you turn off the display, or does it always is it always on?
0: Well, I think. Did you, they say you turn off the display to see into the fridge? And I don't know if you can just like. I guess you could probably just leave it off if you just wanted to always see into your fridge.
1: Yeah, I'm saying like the opposite. Like, do you, I mean, the display, like, can you make it look like just a normal front of a fridge?
0: Oh, I don't know. Or does
1: it always, is it always showing you something?
0: I guess, I, I have no idea.
1: Because I feel like that is actually a huge negative. Like, you know, like, you want your fridge to look like clean, but if it just had, it's like a window, it just, I feel like that would just look cluttery. Does yeah. it, that make sense? Yeah,
0: it does. And if you just had the display on all the time, you'd always have that like light coming from your fridge, which Yeah. I don't know. feels wasteful, too. Anyway. The
1: whole thing is just so I'm, unnecessary.
0: I'm not getting a smart fridge. Me neither. So,
1: but I, you know, I'm just going to go back to my like watch the news in the kitchen idea because I feel like people would use that. There's there's but something there, I think. You don't need your fridge to have that. You could just have like a tablet or literally, so many other options <laughs> to watch the news in or the kitchen.
0: Literally anything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: At least it didn't talk about like social media on your fridge because I've heard that. Oh, before. it's probably
0: so, it's probably on there. It's like it oh, probably, check Facebook
1: on your fridge. Like, why am I standing at my fridge checking Facebook? Like, I want it to, I wanted no to sense. every
0: hour tweet a picture of the contents of my fridge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Auto photos from your fridge.
0: Which are, let's be honest, going to be largely the same.
1: <laughs> what if, like, every day it made a time lapse photo of the fridge? So it would, like, you would see things like going in and out. It I still feel so like pointless. that wouldn't be
0: super interesting because it's. <laughs>
1: It'd be more like, interesting I go into my fridge like two or three
0: times a day, right? I don't know. Okay,
1: over the course of a week, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of some use for this.
0: It's a valiant effort, I but I don't know if it, it could up. be saved.
1: There is no use. I give up. Hey, if you're out there listening to this and you feel like this is a super useful technology and this is like a step in the right direction for humanity, this technology, like you should let us know because I just would interested love in your to know opinion. Why. Yeah. Okay, my next story is entertainment news. This is from Fox News. Um, and this is going to be an incredibly short story. Okay. And also in a similar category of why is this in the news. But uh, the headline is, does 2020 start a new decade or not? Everyone has an opinion. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whole article. Whole article on this question.
0: This didn't need to be a thing.
1: Whole article. So I thought maybe we could have that debate here. Okay. Because why not? Um. So basically, the Internet is split between yes or no, does 2020 start a new decade or does it technically start in 2021? Anthony, what do you think?
0: Uh, I think it starts a new decade because like, if you think of the 90s, you would count 1990 in that decade, right? Would you? I would. So this is the 2020s, so it's a new decade.
1: (laughs) Well, half the internet seems to think that Technically, the year one to 10 is the decade. Okay. So, like 2021 to 2030 is going to be the decade. Yeah.
0: But then the 2030 is in the 20s. Yeah. See, that's where I I don't think that that's why I'm not convinced.
1: (laughs) I'm not convinced either. You know what I think? I think the zero years are just not part of any decade.
0: Oh, you think they exist in their own
1: They're just their own thing.
0: Their own place. Like when you think
1: of the nineties, like nineteen ninety was still kinda like the eighties vibe and everything. It's like, was it really the nineties yet?
0: No idea. I, I don't was know. alive for one month of it.
1: <laughs> but like, you know, it's like this transitional phase of like culture usually. Okay. So like I just think it should just be separate. And then that will just make it easier for everyone.
0: I mean it w- it would it would remove the argument, but yeah. I'm still not convinced. <laughs>
1: My position is we should just shouldn't be having this argument. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. Yeah,
1: and I'm I guess just,
0: my position is the like whatever we call the decade, that's what years are in it. Yeah, twenty through twenty nine. That's what I'm yeah. saying. No,
1: I that that's what I was thinking too. Yes, yes. but so half the internet is like. Blah, blah. Yeah, this would be a better so.
0: argument if we didn't agree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Darn it! We can't debate <laughs> when we agree on things. <laughs> darn like
0: yeah the the only argument is that there wasn't a year zero and i'm just like yeah okay so so the uh the ones were a short decade
1: (laughs) (laughs) the ones were it was nine years and everything else is yeah yeah i'm in that camp too i'm gonna go okay so our official knickknack news position is that 2020 (laughs) is part of the 20s it's a new decade
0: you heard it here first folks i mean also i saw a ton of End of the decade articles and stuff. I, I feel like most people. Well, you said it was split, but I, I still think that most people have decided it's the beginning of a new decade. I don't know.
1: They probably have. Just this news There's article a, I read seemed to indicate it was like split, so
0: a vocal minority. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm ready to I'm
0: ready to go to war for this.
1: Probably. Um. Okay, new decade officially. We new decided. decade.
0: Welcome, everyone. You excited? Welcome, welcome, I No.
1: You're not excited? I guess.
0: It's fine. It's
1: a new decade. Yeah, but we I can t- make it like whatever we want it to be.
0: I turned 30 this year, so I'm just Aww. like.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm turning 30 next year. It's so. just,
0: I don't know if I'm excited for that.
1: It's going to be fine. We're both going to be 30 soon, and then we can celebrate a new decade of our lives.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. My next story is AI news. This is from Gizmodo. Google's AI proves better at detecting breast cancer than doctors. We've talked about similar things before with uh, AI Mm -hmm. uh, detecting cancer in images. but uh, Now, in a Google-funded study, a team of independent researchers from various hospitals and universities, researchers from Google Health and engineers from DeepMind, which is a Google-owned UK-based AI company, compared analyses of nearly 29,000 mammograms from UK and US-sourced data sets. The study reports that they found 9.7% and 2.7% reductions in false negatives in the US and UK, respectively. This is a really convoluted convoluted (laughs) way of saying those statistics. That is to say, it was a 9.7% reduction in false negatives in the US... And a 2.7% reduction in false negatives in the U.K. Um, awesome. And a 5.7% reduction in false positives in the U.S. and 1.2% reduction of false positives in the U.K. So, good on both sides. Yeah. Um, this is all despite the fact that the AI had less information to work with, which is typical of these things because they don't know like patient history or anything. Right. Um, In its control study, Google gave six radiologists 500 randomly selected mammograms from its U.S. data set. So that's what they were comparing to. Um, The radiologists also had access to the patient's age, breast cancer history, and previous mammograms, which is information that the AI did not have. Um, The latest cancer study builds on Google's previous effort to detect the spread of breast cancer through deep learning. Over the past few years, Google's been training AI to detect diabetic eye disease and heart disease as well as analyzing data on the progression of multiple sclerosis Ugh, I knew I was going to stumble that one multiple sclerosis um so they I, I didn't realize they've been doing a lot of different AI ba- like health based things which is yeah. really cool you you know I'm you know I'm all into this stuff yeah uh, me too <laughs> but uh, it's awesome in an outside response to the study Edda Pisano A professor in residence of radiology at the Beth Israel Leahy Medical Center urged the medical community not to get ahead of itself. Uh, She points out that uh, she points to the failure of early computer aided detection, which was first introduced in the 90s and showed great promise in experimental testing but fell short in real world settings. It proved no greater diagnostic accuracy than human findings. Hmm. Granted, it came out in the 90s. We've, I mean, it's 30 years later now. So. Yeah. Theoretically, the technology should be better. Um, she also writes, though, that breast cancer screening is perhaps an ideal application for AI in medical imaging um, with a substantial data set to work from and a more binary determination than diagnoses, which have to consider more factors.
1: That's very Because it's pretty true. much
0: a yes or no on breast cancer. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so she says, don't get your hopes up, but also maybe get your hopes up. <laughs> because it might be a good, uh, it, it might be a, a good field for, for AI.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that because, um, like those, that and other similar types of screenings are super important. And also, both false negatives and false positives are harmful to the patients. Right. Like bo- in both directions. So it's mm. if they can reduce those numbers.
0: No, it seems. Yeah. It seems like a really good application for it, and it's still really cool just to see AI. Getting better at these things than yeah. trained medical professionals.
1: Yeah. Well eventually that's what'll happen because yeah. it's like there's you know
0: Yeah, you'll just go to the hospital, you'll get scanned, the computer will like say what it thinks you have, <laughs> and then the doctor will be like, Hey,
1: <laughs> yeah, you
0: got this. Maybe.
1: Or even like Or we'll do more tests. You know, those, if or... it's used as an aid, like the radiologist can like. If the algorithm comes out and it's like I'm 100% sure this is this then they can just probably trust that. But if it comes out and it's like I'm 80% sure then they can look at it and be like, "Mm, yeah, I think it is too." Like, right. and that's 80% like it probably is like and, and just kind of use it as like another data point. Yeah,
0: which I imagine is what they would do. It's I, I think we've said before like I don't think this is ever going to replace a doctor. Yeah, no. Just it should be a really useful tool.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. As I always say pretty much, I'm just <laughs> excited about all this stuff and Seeing what's going to come out next, I feel like there's like a new thing like every day, practically, like with AI stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely seems that way.
1: Like, there's just so much. It's awesome. All right, it's time for breaking news. Breaking news twenty twenty. <laughs> the part of the show where Anthony and I look for stories that were just posted today or just happened today, and we read them to you on the fly. Ready, set,
0: go. go!
1: Okay, I found this on UPI. The headline is deer spotted with Christmas lights caught on antlers in Texas. Oh. And it's a, there's a, a buck and it like has Christmas lights like in its antlers.
0: It's so festive.
1: <laughs> Which I'm like that's sad but also funny at the same time because it's probably not like hurting it or anything, but Yeah.
0: They're not on, right? No. Cuz that wouldn't be possible.
1: Yeah, no, they're not. Forget it. I answered answered my own question. I mean, maybe if they were like battery-powered lights or somehow, but no. No, they're not lit. It's just like, you you know how they get tangled so easily and Mm -hmm. they're like on the the deer's antlers. Oh, yeah, I could imagine. Um,
0: Especially with how much deer like to just like rub their antlers on plants and stuff. They could very easily get them caught.
1: Yeah, so it probably maybe there was like lights in like a tree or something like that, and it like got caught in it, and now it's stuck. Mm -hmm. And people are saying that it's like eventually the antlers are going to fall off, so just leave it alone and let it naturally come; it'll come off eventually. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, but there's now a festive deer (laughs) running around somewhere, running around.
0: And maybe next year somebody will find some, uh, or this year somebody will find some festive antlers lying on the ground somewhere.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool if you found that, like. (laughs) christmas decorated antlers like
0: whoa does that increase the number of points that buck is worth it should special bonus buck All right, i found this on the huffington post washington state highway closed after cars get trapped in tumbleweeds
1: uh, what? cars got trapped in tumbleweeds
0: yes a washington How? state highway was closed in both directions on Tuesday night, after several cars became trapped in tumbleweeds. So this was New Year's Eve that this happened.
1: How is that even possible?
0: Uh, it said that the Washington State Patrol <laughs> announced at about 6.30 p.m. that drivers on State Route 240 near West Richland should be aware of the tumbleweeds. Um, the vehicles were trapped in a pile of tumbleweeds that stood up to 15 feet tall. What? They had to use snowplows to clear the scene. It took them about 10 hours to clear the road of these tumbleweeds. Five cars and one 18-wheel semi-truck were trapped in the tumbleweeds. How does a semi-truck get trapped in a bunch of weeds? This is but Here's a tumble- picture. You'd think you'd Whoa. see that coming or something? I just don't understand.
1: Yeah, but how did they, all, how did they get all, like, st- how did all the tumbleweeds get stuck in that one spot? Like, I do not the know. The reason they're called tumbleweeds is because they, like, blow around, right? So, like, how did they start accumulating? Like, I've never heard of that. It must be a thing.
0: Yeah. Or... I, I'm really not sure.
1: That is they said. Bizarre. People were people
0: were still stuck at midnight and rung in the New Year trapped under the weeds. <laughs>
1: Can I mean, you imagine that's that? That's going
0: to be a New Year. They're never going to forget <laughs> Yeah. That's for sure. So, yeah, I guess if you're in Washington. I didn't realize that was a thing in Washington either.
1: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that either. I always but, think of, like, I don't know, the like Southwest. A, yeah,
0: like a desert, more desert environment. But I guess it can happen in Washington.
1: How does a semi-truck get stuck in that? I don't, I don't
0: know. You would think it could just, they're, like, they're dry usually. They're, yeah. So they should just, can you, think, you just drag crumble it? over the, yeah, I'd, I guess not.
1: I'm just imagining, like, this truck on a high. it was on a highway, right? Uh-huh. Or. Like driving at highway speed, mm-hmm. going under the bridge or wherever this was, and just all of a sudden just hits this thing. <laughs> this hits a wall, and it's just like a, so- just a soft, just like, the truck. like <laughs> elastic, like bounces bounces it back, and it like can't go forward, and it's just stuck. Like how how strong are these tumbleweeds?
0: Like there's no explanation. Do these
1: need to be like a new material that we use for something? Like they must be pretty strong. If they track the semi truck. Start making
0: spacesuits out of them. <laughs>
1: Something, I don't know. I'm an engineer. That's what I think of. That's where my mind goes.
0: I need to use this material.
1: (laughs) I must build okay well that's our show thanks for listening everybody we post episodes every friday and as always the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description
0: you can subscribe to nicknack news on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts and you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash news and on twitter at, at nicknack news
1: all right we'll see you next week bye, bye.